Hello, Cult Hackers. I'm Celine, a media graduate with an interest in cults. And I'm Stephen, organisational psychologist, former member of a high control group, uh, also known as a cult, and also, of course, interested in cults. And for the last time this year, potentially, definitely, this is our last mm. recording for the year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, she asks tentatively. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. I was thinking about it and I was like, why do I always forget about the media graduate bit? And it's a question of identity. Maybe that's a podcast that we talk about. Have we ever wow. done one just on identity? Uh, well, we, we've talked about it so much, but we've probably not we had one with a theme a that is literally specific, ex, you know, explicitly about identity. Yeah, probably yeah. not. We need to make the gingerbread man and write things in it that you think identify you. Have you ever had to do that at school? No. That's, you get effectively like a gingerbread man kind of cut okay. out shape and then you yep. write things that you think are identifiably mm. you inside yep. of them so we did that once in um for ourselves and then also for characters and books we were reading in english for mm. instance an activity maybe this will be our homework for the listeners before we do it for ourselves can't you wait listeners for your homework draw a shape of a person yeah. that represents you and then Fill it with words that you think are identifiable for you. Okay, cool. You know, like I like it. Helpful, or <laughs> we've never not given helpful. people homework before. <laughs> well, we've given them viewing, like recommended well, that's true, viewing. But, you know, watch and, a film is a bit different to getting no, a piece of paper. In. I did a media degree. Just we just talked about that. That was the homework. Watch this movie. But it is. Um, it Read is really. This book. It is important. Uh, okay, well, let's not talk about it now because um, we've got something else prepared for today. Yeah. But yeah, definitely for early twenty twenty three. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so we're going to do a quick review of the year. Now we thought that that would be quite a good thing, um, which means that we've slightly shuffled around the order. Normally, we have one of a topic where me and Celine talk, and then the next week is a guest. Um, and it goes on like that but this time it'd be slightly different because we wanted to get a review in and we thought it's perhaps not really fair to have a guest on on new year's day okay so what are we going to do how are we going to do this review then Celine? i think you've got a couple of favorites you want to mm. talk about first let's do that yeah so i don't know if they were ones that necessarily did the best on the listenership but i think mm. um they were good so a recent one so I thought I'd do a recent and a, and a further back in time. So a recent one I thought was really good um, and I appreciated was the end of the world Armageddon obsessed episode one. Did you like the pun there? Did you get the pun? Uh, the end of the world Armageddon obsessed. Armageddon obsessed. Armageddon obsessed. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> it's good. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Ooh, I, love it. I wonder who um, else got that. If you got that little joke of mine, my dad joke, as I'm mm. going to now call it, um, yeah, let us know. I'd be interested what other sad minds are like mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you should post that as like, you know, one of your little cartoons of you. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. write write it down in the pun version. Okay. You know. All right, I'll do that then. And then cool. put that on Twitter. There you go. <laughs> Created. Um, no, I didn't know that, but very good. Um, no, I, the reason I, <laughs> the reason I picked it, yeah, is because I just thought it was it was really interesting. Because we talk a, a lot about end of the world 
stuff, but we don't often spend a lot of time going into it. Mm. Um, so I enjoyed that one. Um, because yeah, like I said, I didn't actually know all of the nonsense as to when the world was going to end. Um, <laughs> 2,520 years. Yeah. 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 So it, it was good to go through that. Cause yeah. I think also, cause if you're at this moment in time, you know, fair enough, getting a bit stressed about the end of the world or like, you know how we talked about end of the world to guests and it's given them mm. doubts sometimes. I think I did, I do the right thing leaving. Yeah. yeah. What if the end, what if these are all the signals mm. of the end? I think it's good to rationalize that the end probably isn't coming with stuff like that. So if you're ever getting the the tingly panic feeling because of Russia mm. or, mm. you know, other crap, <laughs> um, you can always revisit the end of the world um, episode and remind yourself that they've been wrong lots of times before and that it's not necessarily a sign. Anything's Absolutely. a sign if you want it to be a sign. So Well, you know... Um, the, the fact is that if we say that the Earth's going to escape the worst of it, then um, at some point the Earth is going to, uh, the Sun's going to die and um, the Earth will, will go anyway. And then you've got the heat death of the universe. So it's going to end at some point. So there'll be somebody somewhere but we're probably who's good. right. <laughs> yeah. But for now, the heat death of the universe yeah. is a little it's bit off. nothing to worry about. It's the great expansion billions. is on a hold. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, it, and I thought it was interesting that we got to talk a little bit about, you know, real threats. Um, I had a little bit of um, feedback on that um, about, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about, real threats are not necessarily the end of the world, um, but they are obviously big events like um, global warming, for instance. You know, the, the world will still survive and there's likely to be people still living, but obviously the um, the risks are great to our normal way of life if you like so um but i think i i hope we made that clear that we weren't really saying that um all of these things would mean complete and utter destruction of everything but we're not um, talking about complete annihilation this is the point mm. as as what's more terrifying is the slow walk into a shitter world mm, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's more yeah. scary and mm. um and what we think is more valuable so choosing because it's it's in our hands choosing lives you know and what's more valuable and who we're accepting to sink and who we want to float i think that was more the uh, the fears for me the the psychology yeah. of it um uh, and i think you know being now a member of society once you leave a high control group you you feel like you're now a member of society that has a voice even a very small voice but you still have a voice, which is something you, you didn't have before. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about on that episode was um, the, uh, well, we kind of talked about it a bit where, where Jesus talks about the end of the Jewish system of things there, where the, mm. um, the temple was going to be destroyed and all of that. Um, but Jesus gives some signs of the times, which is the other reason why many Christians have talked about the end for hundreds of years um but of course the the signs of the times there you know the wars and reports of wars and and all of that um as well as revelations for horsemen of the apocalypse all of these things they talk about actually things that have always occurred throughout history and at any point you can put a pin in the map in the map of the world um and the stream of time and you'll find 
good reasons to believe that you know this is now being fulfilled it's always been that way so um unfortunately these are not particularly specific enough markers to be able to say right you know this is the moment well it's just it's the age-old trick of um you know if you go to um these people that can talk to the dead and so that's on right. it's like a they cold reading use... exercise yeah yeah exactly yeah. you you mm. don't use stuff that's uber specific that's right you use stuff that can be easily you know molded yeah. into appropriate moments yeah so you know if Absolutely. someone if someone comes to us to a seance there's a good chance that they've lost somebody so it's just about That's working right. out who they've lost yeah the same with the end of the world thing if someone comes to you obviously you know with with these things people are looking for certain promises or certain understandings and things like that and that, and that provides that so it's just i guess the same sort of system it's just a larger scale indeed okay so yeah i enjoyed talking about that one although it's quite a sort of slightly depressing subject we kind of i think we made the end of the world fun celine nice (laughs) well in about you know five five years you know when we're getting really hot we'll come back and see if it's still funny (laughs) it's still fun yeah yeah Um, okay it'd probably be fine don't worry about it it's fine (laughs) so uh so okay, what else? What else did you um, enjoy? My other one was one. I, so I only picked two because I didn't want to like you know mm. take up the whole episode or anything. But my other one that I particularly enjoyed. Um, what did I enjoy it? I just think it was important. Uh, Cult Wars, mm. episode one hundred and forty. Yeah. Uh, the reason I've put this in is because I think it's really important. Um, that there's a lot of. I just yeah I think it's really important we talk about that. You want to just quickly summarize what we mean by cult wars then? So the cult wars it was discussing the two sides of the argument in terms of I guess using the term cult and calling things mm-hmm. a cult and calling out cults versus new religious movement and um where the line is and if it's even okay for these academics to come in and be like it's not cool actually it's a new religious movement it's very interesting (laughs) you know um yeah yeah i've been thinking about this subject quite a lot Celine. um you probably wouldn't know that because it's been inside my brain um Mm. but yeah it is a subject that i'm i've been thinking quite a lot about and it feels like there's i i'm all i'm always for peace you know I, i i really don't like um, academic wars but they happen all the time and sometimes they do move the conversation on I suppose and it drives people to try to find better research and better evidence um, and if that's happening then that's I suppose I can I can live with that but I feel it's um, unfortunate that we are not able to apply different ways of looking at these groups um, it it's a bit of a crude uh, way of describing it, but in the main, um, or historically anyway, it seems to be sociologists who take a, a more benign view of these groups and just treat them like any other group because they are social structures. And therefore, to try and understand them, um, you start from a position of non-judgment, if you like. So you really just want to understand how they work. Um, and so that's what sociologists have done when they've applied their craft if you like or their science to cultic groups um 
on the other side of this argument is often the the people who pick up the pieces after people have left groups so psychologists um counselors mental health professionals who try to help people um make sense of the world afterwards and they obviously have a different view of these groups they see them as damaging and they look at the techniques they use as manipulative and uh, something that should be exposed um and so i think you know that there's there's value in both of those approaches um and it would be nice somehow to be able to find a way through I that. that but i still i'm not i shall not be moved <laughs> i don't know no, i'm not i'm not yeah. arguing with you i'm just saying yeah. that's that's where we are mm. um and there's definitely value in in understanding how these groups work but i think to place your ethical stance outside of that you know you run some risks and of course the risks yeah. are that you legitimize groups that actually are doing some real damaging stuff yeah i think there's i think they validate and allow it's just it's just too dangerous and i think if you think about the amount of ethics that a psychological experiment has to go through to make sure that you're not damaging someone like do we not need to apply that then to these sociological experiments which are viewing well they're and not, watching. They're not experiments, i know but like let's think about it like let's because they are if, if they're going in and then their research validates and things like that and then it's used by the groups to make themselves come across as acceptable mm. Yeah, they are having real life yeah. implications, and you can't just sort of hand wavy below as just research. It doesn't have any um, implications because it does. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I I'm still very like unhappy. <laughs> with, yeah, with well, these... and you know, I think that you, your view is is certainly um, shared, and I'm not saying it's just your view. I, I agree. You know, I, mm. I I feel that way too. But I also want to find a way for these different methods because ultimately the sociologist method of studying groups is absolutely valid and useful um but clearly that doesn't mean that there's no ethical elements to it like you're saying yeah, so like, if an experiment has to have yeah. ethics then research that's just about observation or Mm-hmm. Um, understanding how these groups work maybe that also has to have an ethics element yeah. to it because I understand obviously going to other nations of their entire different cultural groups and observing is different than mm. groups that live in our cultures and are not abiding by laws <laughs> and by accepted cultural norms like women are equal for instance do you know what i mean like yeah i mean we this is this is the ground that we talked about so if you if you want to know yeah. a bit more about that more conversation about that, then over, check yeah check that out but it's yeah. not i don't think it's finished we've we've not finished with that discussion um i also want to talk about freedom of belief and freedom of religion and freedom of speech because i think this is where a lot of it all intersects um and i think that we should have a good talk about that because mm-hmm. um freedom of 
belief i was listening to a podcast recently this is what got me thinking about it which is a podcast i really love and they were talking about freedom of speech because that's a big um subject these days and there's lots of claims that um you know the left are stopping free freedom of speech because of Mm. words and language and then you know obviously the counter is that actually the rights are uh, stopping people talking about things in schools and reading books and so on so there's there's on both again extremes of this debate you have lots of claims and counterclaims and so on so it's a really important discussion so they were talking about it but they actually raised jehovah's witnesses and the persecution they've had um and the importance of freeness or freedom rather of speech um, which i thought was really interesting and i thought they spoke about it in a fairly um the general subject they talked about at great depth and with great insight but when they talked about jehovah's witnesses they they demonstrated their ignorance on the subject i thought um and that's why i'm not naming the podcast because i don't want to sound critical of it because actually i really like them but it i think it's a really important subject we need to get into the conversation about that um freedom to choose your religion freedom of belief freedom to witness about what you believe to be true these things are enshrined in most modern democracies um but they also mean that individuals need freedom too and that's where i think that the 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 conversation gets really interesting so again let's um let's talk about that a bit more Mm. the next year i think nice well that is my segment so you had two highlights well, I picked year. two. That was <laughs> that was the point. I picked two. I picked okay. an, an early an early in the year, yeah. which was in March. That's like the third month. Then I picked yeah. a, a later in the year. Okay, well that was great. That, and that I've done a whole. Out. This is a good a whole quarter of the thing. I don't yeah. want to take it all up. So oh, no, that's cool. All right. Well, I've got a few guests that I want to talk about. Um, now, I, I last last year I did run down. I didn't run down the guests. That sounds terrible. Um, I did a rundown of all the guests, but I haven't managed to do that this year. So I'm just going to talk about a few uh, highlights. But I always worry about this because it sounds like the people I don't mention um, kind of didn't care about, and that's absolutely not the case. Um, so anyway, the, the people that I wanted to highlight this year. So first of all, it's the writers. You know, we, we've said we want to get them all, or at least some of them, on a panel to talk about their craft and give tips for people who want to write their own memoirs or their own books. But the people that I kind of loved talking to this year were uh, women, actually, who had written their memoirs and their their experiences. Mm -hmm. So that includes Erica Bornman, the author of Mission of Malice. Uh, Erica was raised in the Kwaziza Bantu group in South Africa. Um, Mary Mahoney, she was a member of the Children of God. She wrote Abnormal Normal, My Life in the Children of God. Um, Kimberly Miller, who has written a book called To Go Beneath the Water. Um, I spoke to her on my own. Um, and that was the first interview, Celine, that I've had so far that I actually had to pause because I was I was getting upset. Mm. Um and it's that's a bit unprofessional, but it kind of just got to me. She was talking about uh, when she got to her lowest ebb, um, and it just got me. 
and the book is fantastic. So again, that's another one to read, really. Um, a big year this year, of course, for Ali Miller, namesake, although spelled differently. Um, Ali Miller wrote The Last Days, so we interviewed her twice. Well, we've interviewed her twice now for the podcast. Um, this year, she released her book, The Last Days. It was serialized in The Times, I think, mm-hmm. um, with full photographs and interview. She's done a, a whole round of interviews with lots and lots of people. And she came on the show um, to talk about it. So uh, we we love Ali Miller. She's done such a great job. And her book is, is hard to read sometimes at times, but it, it is a wonderfully written book. Um, and then Nicola Ranson, whose book comes out next year. So look out for that. It's called A Slice of Orange. Um, and we had Nicola on. Nicola was a member of the Rajneesh group. And uh, she was absolutely fascinating. I should mention that Kimberly Miller and Ali Miller are both ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. No relation, as I say. Um, I need to so... lend you a book as well, don't I? Okay. What's Oranges are not the only fruit. Ah, yes. She's one of the... It's one of the, the very sort of... Um, older sort of memoirs around being in a high control kind of group to yeah. be fair it's quite an old book now but it's very yeah. good it's very because i'll say this one as well to the to the audience if you're looking for something that's not too long you could read it in like a couple days um if you're you're sort of prolific or maybe um i mean dad probably read it in a day because he's a speedy reader but um that was and it's also funny because she's not try. she it's funny as well mm. um but very understandable <laughs> um it's like a sort of easy read it's not written in a way that's hard to get into so if you're looking for a good mm. starting book as well that's quite a good okay. one to jump into and then begin on the list we need to write this as a list somewhere i don't know if we do have a list yeah we, we do we need to yeah maybe next year there's a few things we need to do maybe even on the patreon <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, what did what did you think about the authors then? Um, some of these people I spoke to on my own because of your schedule, but um, busy, busy schedule, yeah. Yeah, what what did you think about the these writers, these women who have written about their experience? Well, I think we've talked about the fact before that it's um, you know obviously we've interviewed uh, men that have written books as well, but mm. there's a lot of women that have written books, and it's. I would say not surprising in the way that these women, a lot of them had their voices taken from them yeah. um, as everyone does in a court, but especially the women are Germany. often not allowed to mm. talk. Um, you know, headship is given to the male gen, you know, pretty much always defer to a man. Yeah. So being able to tell your story must be very empowering. And I think, you know, that's why we want to make sure people are hearing those stories because there was, um, with all of their might, these groups were trying to make sure that they weren't. Um, and again, people that have reached out to ask to be on the podcast, mm. for me, have always been women that have asked to tell their stories. Yeah, 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 that's um, true. So, you know, it's, again, in terms of that, um, please 
do if you do want to tell mm. your story please do feel free to reach out to either myself or dad we're on the internet <laughs> you can find us <laughs> on um, the internet we're on the internet yeah. um and we'll have a conversation about that because obviously we, we chat about it and make sure everyone feels comfy with it and it's all good but um yeah it's telling your story is very important yeah i'll put on the show notes um i need to remember to do that every time actually how to contact us so there's a, a little contact us page on our website so um yeah there's a way to easily reach out to us mm-hmm. so yeah it'd be really interesting to talk to you yeah okay um i mean on that vein i suppose that obviously there's lots of people we've spoken to this year that that haven't written a book um the by far the most downloaded episode was lizzie um which happened early in the year um lizzie who was a member of the amish community um now a fitness instructor or fitness Mm -hmm. sort of fitness influencer i suppose but i mean she does work in the real world as well with real people um but yeah she does a lot of you know help with people online um and that sort of thing and i think yeah something she wouldn't have been able to do it all in her previous life oh absolutely and what an interesting story um about her her life and how she managed to to break free from that and i think this this again brings us back to the question of you know community versus um cults uh the amish i think most many people would would really balk at the idea that that's that's a cult and i don't think lizzie actually would use that term although we did ask her about that and her answer is quite nuanced i think yeah Um, so if you're interested in that as a conversation mm, do revisit because it was quite a lot a while ago so it's you know unless you've done a big binge you may have missed it um yeah yeah, it's a very interesting one really interesting but again so many common themes you know that we recognize from so many guests um Mm -hmm. again particularly around um the rights of of women in these groups to to make decisions about their own lives you know Mm -hmm. um so lizzie is lovely and uh yeah definitely worth checking that out so yeah um the other another one that i wanted to just mention was another one that i did on my own um it was a lovely warm day in the summer and so I sat out in the garden in the evening and spoke on Zoom to Riley and Marsha. So Riley is Riley from the Jexit channel uh, and Marsha is his wife. He got married this year. So big year for Riley and Marsha. Um, and of course, Riley is somebody that we've had on the show a number of times, I think three times this year. Um, he's always up He's always up for something to talk about, you know. He's he's the sort of guy that will always, yeah, I'll come on that. I'll, I'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, and in fact, you know, he he suggests topics at times. Um, but this one was, I think, really interesting, and and I had some really lovely feedback from people about this, how much it affected them. You know, Riley was really struggling when he left the Jehovah's Witnesses. He meets Marsha, um, and you know, Marsha was on holiday in the UK and. Um, it was it wasn't meant to be anything other than sort of company to you know to spend a bit of time with while she was in the uk and um it blossomed into something much more it's lovely to hear it's a love story really and you get to hear the two of them talk about their experience and also marcia helping riley through the aftermath of what he'd gone through and and some of the fears he still had about things like armageddon and so on 
So it's a it's a really heartwarming story, and um, I love talking to them. So yeah, that's definitely one of my highlights. Um, Riley and Marsha. Um, another podcast that I really enjoyed doing, and I think you did this with me, Celine, was Brent Brent Lee. Yes, I did. Yeah. Who, by the way, um, tagged us on Twitter to show us his really cool new hoodie that he'd bought <laughs> our merch boo, 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 boo. we have merch, merch. Yeah. yeah so we have some evil sheep merch which is the the production company, company that we sort yeah. of started um and it is really cool actually and uh, but we don't really make much of a noise about it but mm-hmm. i really kind of like the evil sheep logo it looks really cool so anyway it's really um, good yeah got it from a fellow goldsmith so. <laughs> that's right um but yeah so the interview with brent was really interesting and brent's gone on to to do some quite um, uh, big things, really, in, in terms of trying to spread the word about conspiracy theories and, and how easy it is to get sucked down that mm-hmm. particular rabbit hole. He's very down to earth um, and also somebody that was really quite heavily involved in the UK in spreading conspiracy theories and, you know, even creating them at times or coming up with them, let's say. Um, he talks really candidly on our podcast about that journey it was really quite early on from him with him doing his podcast um so he he was really trying to find his feet and um he was quite nervous i think he said he was nervous but he came across really really well um very interesting guy definitely no it was really interesting i mean again lots of similarities even though it sounds like it's yeah. been really different so that was just if if all you take away from this podcast is there's a lot of similarities and it's not as terrifying and you're not on your own. That's the main thing. Yeah. For me, the thing that I think uh, with the exception of a few people like Patrick Ryan, I think our experience in talking to people who were members of these high control groups or cults is that the methods that they're using are not particularly exotic or mystical. Mm. They are really simple. They are about creating a belief system that sort of traps people um, through giving them partial knowledge, sucking them into a way of thinking, and then making it very, very difficult to leave. So while some groups use things like hypnotism and trans states and so on, which I know many courts researchers talk about quite a lot, in my experience, certainly, um, it's very down-to-earth methods they're using. And that's why it goes across religions, uh, multi-level marketing, conspiracy theories. You know, these are very down-to-earth methods that are being used to manipulate and control people. There is a toolkit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the toolkit is pretty well understood. Mm-hmm. It's quite understandable. Um, it doesn't have to be these very strange mystical things, which often gets the headlines. You know, people think about cults and they think about people chanting and um, getting into trances and so on. And of course, that does happen. There are some groups like that. And maybe we talk a bit more about that next year because uh, I know there are some there is some interest in that. But I think the vast majority of these groups are, you know, they just they're just normal people influenced by normal psychological processes uh, and i think you know brent's experience really just emphasizes that 
Um, okay, there's been a few world events going on. Celine, it's been quite a, a year, some of which we've talked about. It's been quite a year for the last few years, isn't it? I think <laughs> we could just yes. do with like a really chill one, we just to be honest. Year, don't we? Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember the good old days when um, the biggest concern was Brexit and um, what's her name? Theresa May. I miss Theresa. The good old days with Theresa May. Oh, what a time. But yeah, shall we talk about the things that have happened since? Yeah, just before we do that, um, there was a there's a, a TV show in the UK called QI. Um, mm. I think it, it's, there's versions of it. A lot of people watch world. it, yeah. Um, but this particular episode, there was a day, it's April the 11th, 1954, mm. when nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> everyone just got to get on with their lives yeah oh, there's no you know news should, yeah you know what we need to there's a book and I, I think I should probably read it it's called something like why you shouldn't be watching the news okay and it's like and it's effectively like talking about how the news cycle is bad and what we should be doing to mm. get proper news and how it's just a bit crap now and the sort of sensationalism of the news and the issues with a 24-hour news cycle Mm. um because yeah we don't ever have a day with no news but that's because their job is to find news so but yeah that'll be something we can talk about but for now let's talk about the news (laughs) yeah okay so so things that have happened i mean i think for me the the big the one big event that that screams out and that we did a special episode about was the russian uh invasion Mm. of ukraine um, obviously, they'd already invaded. They've been making Crimea, moves for a long time, yeah. Um, but this year, they they made a full scale invasion. That was on the twenty fourth of February, um, and we felt that we should do. We don't normally sort of follow the the news agenda because with podcasts, you generally do them quite a bit in advance, so it's not really possible to record them, edit them, get them out that quickly. But we thought mm-hmm. for this one, we make an exception because of the fear that it generated. Um, and I think for ex Jehovah's witnesses and other groups who are looking for signs of Armageddon, because they've been trained to do that over the years. Um, I think there may have been lots of people that had a bit, a few butterflies in their stomach thinking, you know, Ooh, is this the beginning of Armageddon? Mm. Um, and so we, we talked about it. Yeah. And I think it was definitely beneficial people appreciated it something it was worth doing i think so yeah it's one of those things it's still weird because it's obviously still happening <laughs> yeah that's right um so it's not like this was is is over but yeah no. it's um yeah we're still obviously concerned about it people are still worried about it um and you can never know where things are going to go but as we said as we've already mentioned really you know there are continual wars and invasions and um awful things that happen that doesn't we're not minimizing the awfulness of it but to believe that this is the this is the thing that's going to make it happen you know there's no this it's not a signifier of the end of the world because of god or anything like that it's it's just terrible in its own right and you don't need to make it any more terrible with god it just is terrible yeah um i suppose other world news the overturning of roe versus wade in the usa yeah Yeah, we did talk about about that 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 was topically talked about i thought that was important to talk about um 
yeah, it's still very scary times. Yeah, there's um, there's there's a kind of fundamentalist move in the yeah. US that is um, potentially being mirrored elsewhere. Um, I noted that a particular politician in the UK who's very he's a Catholic but very fundamentalist Catholic, mm-hmm. I suppose, um, is thinking about running for the leadership of the Conservative Party, who are currently the ruling party. Which would be um, terrible. Which would be terrifying, yeah. And he would be another one who would sort of... Um, Beginning for that push kind for of that. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we think it's a complex issue and hopefully we did that conversation justice. It's not a simple thing to talk about. It's a difficult thing. It's a very mm-hmm. emotional and emotive subject. Um, and, of course, for members of fundamentalist groups who've left their groups... Who thought they knew and now reassess yeah, time. This is one of those yeah. classic moments where, you know, as we used to be called, what should I think about? Um, it is one of those questions that you now have to grapple with, or at least mm. if you recommend considering. I'm not yeah. saying that you need to change your mind, but I do think you should consider if it is what your if it is your mind, in fact. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the answer always used to be, well, the, this is what the Bible says about it. Yeah, but, so what you know, do you say? Yeah, so it's, um, it, it, nobody's, I think, saying it's an easy, it's an easy one. But yeah, anyway, we, we, we talked about that. I think that's quite a, mm-hmm. quite a big uh, moment. Um, in, in the UK, of course, we've had lots of political upheaval. Um, we've had three prime ministers within a couple of months at one point. Mm. Um, and in the middle of that, the monarch died. So the queen died, um, succeeded by King now Charles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a big deal in the UK. Although the strangely the the royal events, if you like, the queen dying, um, it didn't really. I didn't feel like it was an incredible upheaval. Um, nothing like the chaos that the governments. Um, created through the Liz Truss um, no, debacle. But, yeah, debacle. Uh, now is not the time to go into all of that. And most debacle. of our listeners are in the US, so they probably don't know or care. But um... I care. She's made tax worse. <laughs> oh, horrific. Yeah, so that was uh, that was another thing. Um, something that I think most people are struggling with is high inflation, and that's obviously happened this year. Um, yeah. Another uh, JW-related piece of news, though, that we haven't really talked about much. I've I've been trying to get Jan on, actually. Mm. Uh, Jan Frud Nielsen, who's been active in Norway. Um, And, you know, in many respects, he has... I won't say single-handedly, because I'm sure he would say that he's had support and help. But from our perspective, it seems single-handedly made the the Norway government sit up and look again at Jehovah's Witnesses as what's called in Norway a national religious uh, organisation or having national religious status, which means that it gets charity money or it gets Mm -hmm. given money by the government as a charity. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's raised this. um, And, um, yeah, obviously a long process where appeals happened or where legal action was taken by the Jehovah's Witnesses. But the upshot of it is that Norway has essentially removed that status 
from Jehovah's Witnesses, largely because of their behavior around shunning and forcing people or not allowing people to leave, essentially, um, which is an absolutely fascinating piece of policy. Um, and we I think should probably really do an episode just on that and go absolutely. through yeah. a bit, bit of a breakdown. I mean, it might I have to be so. a series because it might take a yeah. while, but to go through, how do you do that? Mm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to reach out again to Jan um, and see whether we can get him on. Mm. Um, but yeah, fantastic effort and what a result, you know. And again, the cry is persecution. But this is not persecution. This is You're just removing just, just, a yeah. gift. Yeah. So people can still be Jehovah's Witnesses. People can still do the preaching work. And all of that remains the same. They still have their uh, kingdom it's halls. It's not receiving and money. Absolutely. It just means that the government is not giving them money to do that. And and if you think about it, we've said this many times, that if you leave and you are disfellowshipped, if you are a, a taxpayer, then essentially the state, if it's giving charity status to these groups, then the state is helping or subsidizing mm-hmm. the group that you are being shunned by. Um, and if you're a taxpayer, then essentially you are contributing to that. And what a terrible situation to be in. Mm. So, yeah, um, it's an area that I think is going to be looked at more and more. So, yeah, let's talk about that next year. Um, there's been a few personal events this year, Celine. Yes. Do you want the me to The most important say? one. <laughs> got engaged, as everyone knows. Engaged. They're probably like, yes, good. Yeah, all right. Well Celine. done. Yeah, we know, yeah. we know. Yeah. 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 So that was yeah. that was really exciting for us, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, also, uh, I gave a lecture at the International Cultic Studies Association Conference this year. Ixa. Ixa, yeah. Not the Ixa that people in the UK might think about, which was a investigation into child sex abuse in organizations that's got nothing to do with it whatsoever just unfortunate coincidence um but yes i i did a presentation or i did a a lecture in that Mm -hmm. uh virtually it was based on my research into people that have left jehovah's witnesses 10 years prior or over 10 years prior um so i uh, i was really happy to do that it's a lovely thing and got to meet so many interesting people um some of whom we then had on the podcast in fact quite a lot we subsequently had on the podcast so it was a great source really to have mm-hmm. interesting people to talk to so hopefully i'll go again this year mm-hmm. um and um, speak to some more uh, then report back okay so um anything else that that we've missed that we want to just highlight from 2022 Celine? Uh, we changed the name. Whoa, we did indeed. We changed our yeah. name. I think we'll finish on this. This is this yeah. is a strong finisher, I say. <laughs> <laughs> so why did we change our name, Celine? We changed our name because it we wanted something a bit snappier. We want yeah. more people to listen. So share it. For the love of God, share it. <laughs> um, we'll just change the name again and again. No, you know, but um, yeah. until you do. No, but yeah, share it. It's good. Tell a friend. Share it. You can copy the link. Go on. Do it. Um, but yeah, so we changed the name. It's a bit snappier. It's a bit more clear exactly what we're talking about. Um, gave us an opportunity to kind of rebrand a little bit. Um but keep what we wanted, dump what we didn't want kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and all the episodes are still up there underneath the Court Hackers name now. So you can still access all the old What Should I Think About episodes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we introduce it as What Should I Think About, um, but it's all in the same place, which we decided was the best thing to do. We decided not to bin everything (laughs) or make a brand new platform because that would be a bit scary. Um, But we are now Cult Hackers and we will be, hopefully forever. Yeah. And I think I want to sort of emphasize over and over again, probably more than we have done so far, what the idea of cult hackers is. You know, it's it's the the cult hackers is a, a movement of people who are who have managed to break free of a cult, to leave a group. Maybe they were born in, maybe they were recruited, but somehow they've managed to crack that code and leave. But mm-hmm. it's also the experts, the researchers, the social scientists, um, the people who are, you know, trying to understand what happens. Um, I Actually, I, I just realized I missed one of the episodes I really wanted to talk about. Um, so I'll just flag it up now, which is the Heather Ransom episode and as a cult hacker you know it doesn't get much better than that um heather has written two papers um and is working on more she's a a doctor um and she has written a couple of papers about the process of shunning and what that's like um grieving the living is one of the quotes from one of her papers which relates to what it's like to be shunned. So people like Heather and many others who are doing this great work, they're also cult hackers. So we want to feature and really make prominent these these great works that people are doing, these great efforts that people are making to expose what these groups are doing. Um, so, yeah, that's the purpose of, of the name, really, and hopefully that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, next year we've got a lot of interesting things coming up. We've mentioned we're going to do more panels. We've got the podcasters coming up. I've started to organise that. So we're going to have a panel of other podcasters. That's very exciting. We're hopefully going to have a panel of writers. See if we can get some of those great authors to come in and talk about their books and how to do it. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be the, the theme for next year. Lots of exciting things to do. Um, So I guess from me, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened this year, our new listeners, um, our old listeners, our patrons, and just those who stumbled across us. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You know, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. making sure other people listen mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> it's very important but yeah no thank you for listening we've got some very prolific listeners who do listen every single week so thank you very much um and you know looking forward to continuing on hopefully with more prolific listeners so yes happy new year and good luck bye bye Cult Hackers is an Evil Sheep production.